Hello, 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 and welcome back to another fresh and fantastic episode of Record Talk Listen. My name is Lydia, and thank you so much for joining me. On today's show, we feature Chuck Dickin from WFWM 91.9. If that name sounds familiar to you, then clearly you've listened to the public radio station in the past 20 years. Chuck has been affiliated with that radio station since 1990, and he's here to give us a little history of the radio um station itself, as well as how it gets students involved and maybe how you too can become an on-air personality. So um, Chuck is here really to talk about all the wonderful things about the radio station, as well as how you can, if you think that's great and you want to maybe donate uh, or go to their benefit, it's really simple to do. All you have to do is purchase tickets and be entertained for two nights in a row and you will help the radio station out tremendously. If you're unavailable to come that weekend or that genre of music just isn't your thing, you can always donate to the radio station at wfwm.org. Now, we'll have direct links on our website, and that's recordtalklisten.com. You can also donate to our show. You know, it's out here and available for you free. And listen to all of our previous 113 episodes, including the Highlands American Music Series, which is helping WFWM put on this benefit the weekend of August 18th and 19th. So without further ado, let's get right into the show with Chuck Dickin from WFWM. Chuck Dickin from WFWM, welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you for having me. I'm, I'm really excited to be here. Well, this is your first podcast. I feel honored since I've been listening to you for a very long time on the radio. So thanks for being here. Well, thank you. And thank you for listening. Oh, no problem. So I, we're, you guys have partnered up with the Highlands American Music Series, which we talked to Greg last week. Um, and you're doing a great benefit uh, the weekend of August 18th and 19th. Yes, we've got Sierra Hall. Um, who is the reigning International Bluegrass Music Association Mandolin Player of the Year, mm-hmm. the first female to win the award. She's also up for numerous awards this year from IBMA. They were just announced the other day, including Female Vocalist of the Year for the first time she's been nominated for that. Um, she's an amazing mandolin player. Absolutely, every time I see her, she's taken a step up in, in her playing ability. It's going to be a great show. On Saturday night, we've got the Carpenter Ants. They're a West Virginia-based band um, that feature uh, the lead guitarist from the Mountain Stage uh, band. He's yeah. been on that show for, for decades. They're a very impressive band. They are. Yeah. It's um, R&B, gospel, soul, yeah, a little bit of rock and roll, there. country, yeah. funk. Um, it's going to be a party. Yeah. I, I would not, and I'm not just saying this because it's a benefit for WFWM, but I wouldn't miss either of these. You know, Sierra yeah. Hall is pretty well known, especially in bluegrass circles. The Carpenter Ants people don't really know about, but they're bringing along a guy named Randy Gilkey also mm-hmm. to play keyboards with him, and he's pretty amazing. He's a blind multi-instrumentalist, Okay, um, plays guitar very much in the style like Jeff Healy okay. that type of stuff, sure. but also plays amazing keyboards, and he is going to be there as well. Um, and of course, Michael Lipton, as I said, is not only the guitarist for the Mountain Stage uh, production, but also um, the organizer and creator of the West Virginia Music Hall of Fame. Yeah, so it's a, that he's the, involved in. Yeah, so the Carpenter Ants are like a good get for your benefit. Which yes, I think is great. absolutely. Yeah, and it, it's great that it's all come together. I appreciate Highlands American Music Series. Um, in full disclosure, I'm the vice chair of yeah. that organization, <laughs> um, and uh, I but I appreciate all the guys that are in there that have uh, 
gathered around and made this into a big WFWM benefit. Which is good. So um, because it's benefiting WFWM, I found it fitting that maybe we should discuss the history of WFWM and what you guys do for the community. You guys are the only public radio station in our area. So it's good to keep that um, alive and strong and well. So when was uh, WFWM founded? Well, as an uh, FM radio station, it was 1984 that they got the license in May of 1984. Prior to that, there had been several different kind of student-run, what they called um, uh, like a, almost like a closed-circuit radio sure, kind of sure. station on campus. Mm-hmm. Carrier current is what the term is that they use. Um, and it basically goes through the electric, uh, you know, the electrical system in the particular building. Sure. Um, but we became a full... FM station in 1984. I've been involved since 1990. Um, volunteered for like eight years. Then got hired on as the program director in about, I guess, it's coming up on 10 years now that yeah. I've been the station director. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been massive changes to the radio station over the years and hopefully all for the better. Yeah. Um, you know, we were when I joined up, we were a, like 130-watt radio station. Okay. Um, which meant that you didn't, even in Cumberland, you really didn't pick the signal up very well. Sure. You could pick it up. Certainly in the wintertime, it was easier. Um, but then we got, I'm trying to remember about when that was, 96 or somewhere around there. We got a power boost up to 1,300 watts. Okay. We also got a translator station out in Oakland, 96.3. That's um, a 10-watt station that covers the resort area out and around Deep Creek and McHenry and Oakland area. Um 1998 we became an npr affiliate Mm -hmm. and we've been pretty much you know a community-based radio station everybody considers us a college radio station because we're licensed at frostburg state university sure but the truth is is we've always tried to um do programming for the local area Mm -hmm. i mean one of our principal missions that and i served as i said i served as program director for a long time um we're trying to kind of fill some of the gaps that the commercial radio stations don't you know, commercial radio's got the country music taken care of in classic rock and the top 40 kind of kind of current hits type of stuff. Sure. Um, but there's so many different styles of music and great things that uh, the the, the uh, commercial stations won't be able to, to air. They're not going to do reggae. They're not going to do bluegrass per se. Right. Um, you know, they're not going to do classical and jazz mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then also, as an NPR affiliate, the news coverage that we have, I mean without sounding too big-headed we easily have the most extensive and uh, full news coverage of any radio station around here you know Mm -hmm. most of the stations have headlines at the top of the hour and that's the end of it sure and with our npr programming and even with our local coverage um i think we've got the news covered for national and international and international and local too which is nice as well you know one of the events that really kind of changed things for us was when 9-11 happened Mm mm-hmm um, we went to 24-hour news coverage for a full week after that. Mm-hmm. And we picked up so many listeners as a result of that. It was unreal because we were the only station that was giving that kind of in-depth coverage to what was going on. Right. And you have the ability to do that because you are kind of a smaller radio station mm-hmm. so that you can kind of cater to whatever national events that are happening that you feel might need to be fully covered. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so the easiest way for people to get involved is obviously to donate. Yes. <laughs> but... Um, what would you have to what would be your advice to people who maybe think that they could possibly be on the radio well i 
I think I'm a living example that anybody can be on the radio. Okay. <laughs> okay? I don't, there's absolutely nothing special about me that brought me into radio, except that I loved music. Right. Um, and it was never intended. I, I don't really think I ever intended it to be a career. It was just something that I did for fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just ended up like when the, I got Snowballed. offered the station director's <laughs> job, I was like, you know, I might be able to like actually do this for a living kind of thing. Um, but the fact is, is that if you're passionate about something, that's the number one thing that we're looking for. You know, I, I teach a lot with students and I teach radio. And the one thing that I'm looking for is what are they passionate about? And it might be video games. It might be sports. It might be something. Mm-hmm. And you can inevitably turn that into a show. Absolutely. Um, we get people that come in that love show tunes. We get people, you know, I mean, yeah. it's it's all just a matter of what you're passionate about. And then you can work it and figure it out how to make it into a and you can kind of uh, figure out how it goes. Um, mm-hmm. So you have people in the community that um, have shows on the radio station. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, you know, when you ask what it is that it takes, more than anything besides the passion for the, su- the subject sure. that you're doing is a willingness to come up and learn how to do it properly. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that you immediately have to sound like you've been on the radio for 20 years or something, but you do have to know how to use a broadcast console. You need to know how to go in and out of automation and and different things along those lines. And you also have to learn about, you know, how to, that you finish every one of your breaks with identifying the radio station. Yeah, that's important. You know, I mean, there's just certain things that people don't really think. They listen to radio all the time and they don't really realize that, but it's like, yeah, listen to the radio. The last thing they'll tell you is what radio station it is that right. you're listening to because that's what they want you to remember. Exactly. I, I don't have that worry with a podcast, which I guess is, is good. But, sure. I mean, I think that having community involvement and in what's heard on the radio station is really cool, and I think that it gives people an opportunity to express their passions that maybe even some of their closest friends had no idea that they really knew about. Absolutely. It's pretty cool. You know, and one of the – just two other projects, if you don't mind. No um, problem. We're in the current – currently recording the second series of a group of six kind of suspense horror radio dramas called the Darklands. Uh, Scott Ford has helped put this all together. Um, It's all locally written. It's all locally acted. Uh, They get local artists to do um, like graphic novel type illustrations for some of them, all this different kind of stuff. They're always looking at ways to incorporate local talent into this, including local musicians doing the background music, all that kind of stuff. Um, so that's really cool because it takes you back to the days when radio was theater of the mind and people forget about that. Yeah. And I always say like, you know, you can watch a horror movie and when the monster jumps out, you go, Oh man, creature from the black lagoon is scary. Right. Right. But actually when you're listening and you don't see the, probably the monster that you create in your mind is even scarier. Right. Exactly. And you know, I, I mean, I grew up listening to radio, so I'd lay in bed at night and hear that kind of stuff. And, and, uh, then we also have a show that we do. It's just a five-minute, kind of like your podcast kind yeah. of thing, a little bit shorter, uh, called Community Matters, where on Friday afternoons we bring in uh, folks from local nonprofits and get them to explain what services they offer to the sure. community and that type of thing. And and that's really, to me, what it's all about. Um, we need to... Okay, we play classical music on the radio station. Well, mm-hmm. it's one thing just to play that, but it's another to get out into the community and support music at Penn Alps and support Mountainside Baroque or, and yeah, bringing you just, those guys. Yeah, you just had a nice, um, what's going on right now, actually, or this past week, which was the uh, Frostburg State Summer Music Camp, which exactly. was fantastic. Tim and I went to go see the 
cello uh, quartet. Yeah, they last had night. A, yeah. every night was new. It was a different yeah, concert. It was fantastic. And you know, we've we've had folks from that come on to the station, and we've had we've had folks from Mountainside Baroque come on. Mm-hmm. You know, but that's just that's classical. When we you take any of the formats that we do, jazz were big supporters of the Cumberland Jazz Society and mm-hmm. trying to keep that kind of stuff going in our area. Sure. Um, you know, Hams is another example. I, I mean, you know, we're the station that plays that stuff. Right. Um, and so we want to be involved. Del Fest is another thing. You know, long before there was a Del Fest, we were playing Del McCurry and yep. all those bands and that, that have come out there. And, you know, we've sent, I can't even tell you how many students that we've paid for to go to the Del Fest Academy mm-hmm. and stuff through the years. Um, but that's what a local community radio station is about. And that's what strengthens our ties to the community and, and makes us, uh, I don't say we're unique, the commercial stations do it as much as they can as well. Right. Um, but you know, they're, they're trying to make money and that's, yeah. that's the goal of a commercial radio station. There's right. nothing wrong with that. They're a business. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas with us, our only goal is to try to, you know, work for the community and sure. try to better our community. I don't think it's much, or I don't think it's an exaggeration at all to say that we try to help enhance the quality of life around this area. Yeah, absolutely. So you have a ton of original programming uh, with like Darklands and mm-hmm. and the Community Matters, but you also do you know like Jukebox Friday Night, which sure. is amazing. Kenny Heath. Yeah, Kenny Heath. And then um, you've got uh, Show Tunes and Musical on Saturdays. Sure. Which is great. I mean, these are all programs that Footlight I, Parade. Yeah, yeah, Footlight Parade. It's great. So maybe we should just do like a rundown of like a weekly original programming. <laughs> can you do that as a station I, manager? I, I can. I, fortunately, <laughs> I was like the, the program director for a lot of years, <laughs> nice, too. So nice. almost all of it's on there. Uh, you know, I've had something to do with it. Um, of course, you know, if you start on Monday mornings, we've got, um, morning edition from NPR. Mm -hmm. Of course that plays Monday through Friday from five in the morning till nine. Then we go into a classical day. Some of the stuff we get from, uh, WFMT out of Chicago. Okay. Uh, there are local programs though. Jim Lyons does a show Mm -hmm. on Wednesday mornings from nine to 11 and Ellen Grohlman, who used to teach at Frostburg, sends in a show that she does from down in Florida. Um, she sends it in and that airs from 10 until 12 on Fridays. Okay. So we have that bit. And throughout those day, those, uh, hours of classical music, we also have Jim Lyons doing the classical minute, which are just little snippets of trivia about, Sure. and I promise you there's a whole bunch of new ones on the way about those. Good. Um, but we're over 200 of them, which is hard to believe. Um, so then we get into three o'clock on Monday through Friday is fresh air with Terry Gross and mm-hmm. NPR, and then, uh, all things considered from four until six. And if it's an average weeknight when there's not a holiday or, or someone's on vacation, we have jazz from uh, starting at 6 o'clock. And Monday through Thursday, it's evening jazz. And there's Jack DeBose and Jeff Rosedale and Bill Green all do jazz shows on there. Dave Kaufman for a long time yeah. did a show there till he moved out of the area. Um, and, of course, Friday nights starting at 6 is Jukebox Friday night. As you get into 8 o'clock... Um, you start getting into different things each night. Mm-hmm. On Monday night at 8 o'clock, I do a Irish um, program. Well, it's Celtic music, not mm-hmm. just Irish, um, called Keol Celtic August Crack, which is Celtic music in good times in Irish. Okay. I have a master's degree in Irish studies. Okay. <laughs> and uh, then from 9 until midnight, it's uh, WFWM Sounds Eclectic, which is kind of a mix of everything that we do. Um, Tuesday night, starting at 8 o'clock, it's two hour, two more hours of WFWM Sounds Eclectic, one that I host and one that Jim uh, Jim Riggleman hosts mm-hmm. at 8 o'clock. And then we have Tuesday night blues, two hours of blues music. 
Wednesday nights, it's an um, evening of America, bluegrass and Americana, two hours of bluegrass from 8 to 10, and then Woodsong's old-time radio, and then I'm back on at 11 for Americana Crossroads. Okay. Thursday night's Mountain Stage Okay. from 8 to 10, and then we have Radio Rosedale, which is um, like indie rock sure. type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Friday nights, Jukebox Friday night from 6 to 9, and then we have Turn Back the Dial, um, which is old-time radio shows Okay. Um, that Ken Heath hosts. And it's all the, you know, The Shadow, Adam yeah. Costello, you know, sure, all that sure. kind of old radio shows, which are really great. And then 10 to Midnight is uh, Midnight Special. Mm-hmm. Saturdays, we have Weekend Edition. Well, we have People's Pharmacy. We have Inside Europe. We have um, morning uh, Weekend Edition, that kind of thing. We've got Car Talk for a little while longer. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so sad those guys are going away. Yeah. They're ultimately going to. Mm-hmm. Um and then at 11 o'clock, we rebroadcast Turn Back the Dial with the, the old-time radio shows. And at noon, it's uh, now uh, the Mountain Maryland Barn Dance, which is like two hours of kind of classic country. Okay. Lefty Frizzell, Webb Pierce, Patsy Cline, Buck Owens, but also people that are out today that mm-hmm. are playing that kind of classic style. That kind style. of style. Bob Wills. All, you know, I mean, just all kinds of stuff. Quaby Sisters. Um, then it's uh, Greg Lattice show, Just Plain Folks. Uh-huh. bluegrass folk and celtic music and then we go into weekend edition and we have footlights parade as you mentioned yeah and then fr- uh saturday nights it's jazz different jazz night and uh, piano jazz that type of thing on sundays we've got on the media and uh, well in the morning it's um sunday baroque um and some classical music then we get into like on the media weekend edition and we have um hearts of space mm-hmm. which is that ambient you know, kind of new aging music, which sure. is really wild stuff. Uh huh. Yeah. It's got a lot of, lot of fans. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, and then we go into classical music again. So yeah. it is a very, very varied program schedule. Yeah. It's more like a television schedule than it is radio in a it's sense. So active. Yeah. Um, so you have a website. So if people want to like a hard copy so they know when to tune in, um, you, they have a full schedule there. Yep, wfwm.org. Yep. Also on our Facebook page when we do special programming and that kind of stuff as well. We have cool. a Facebook page, WFWM Radio. Cool. Well, we'll link all of that on our website so people can get right to it. So well, I appreciate that. Deal. No problem. So you have a lot of, uh, you're an NPR affiliate, which is good because then you, you have access to the NPR programming, sure. which is helpful, I'm sure, when filling in the slots in the mornings and the evenings. Well, it is. We, you know, we don't want to... I mean, that's not really what it's there for. It's top quality program. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And of course, radio radio drive time used to be the uh, mornings and the afternoons. Mm-hmm. And I think it's more now mornings than it is anything. Although to a lesser extent, the afternoons are still drive time. But those news programs, when you get up in the morning, um, that's kind of what you want to know. You want to know what's going on right. in the world. Um, and so, you know, we're, we're on there not only with, with that great coverage that NPR does. And it's not just news. It's sports it's popular culture it's Mm -hmm. music it's movies it's everything yeah absolutely and uh so a lot of people think that it's a dry kind of you know news program and it's really not um and of course we're in there with weather reports and all that kind of stuff and community calendars letting people know what's going on um so it's it's quality programming there's no doubt about it award-winning programming yeah so um definitely something to support for sure um but you guys have updated your studios. I didn't realize that you had 10 studios. That's really we did. impressive. We, yeah. We were in this. Well, we've through the time. I mean, yeah. if you'd have walked into our first studios in Compton that I remember, um, 
yeah, it was kind of scary, you know? Yeah. Definitely very much like the college radio kind of thing. <laughs> uh, Forgotten animal, closet. The Animal House the, version okay, of Okay, nice, radio. nice, nice. That's a good visual. <laughs> yeah. And, it, and, and trust me, it was very accurate, too. Uh-huh. Um, but now, you know, we, we're in the um, Gira Center for Communications and Information Technology up on the third floor. And we have a recording studio. We have four studios for WFWM that are more or less interchangeable sure. that we use as not only we have a main broadcast studio but with the other three can be broadcast you know we can broadcast live from there as well mm-hmm. we use them primarily for production and then we have five studios for students to learn in and to do xfsr the frostburg student radio intranet station so you can stream that online is that pretty much but only on campus oh, but only on campus mm-hmm. okay so that's like mainly your um, harken back to your college animal house days. Maybe yeah, some college I always joke with my students that they can do any kind of show they want. They can play a Hungarian goat herding music, sure, or they sure. can, you know, Yodeling, they can do whatever yeah. they want. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, but we do we do insist that they follow FCC regulations because that's part of the learning process well, as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, you have to take. There's a one credit course called um, MCOM 100 Radio Workshop where they come in and they get instruction on how to use the broadcast consoles, how to use a microphone the yeah. proper way, yeah. uh, you know, micro, mic discipline. <laughs> you don't want to lean back and sound like you're talking from across the room yeah, from the microphone. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, all those kind of things. Um, and what they're supposed to say, the, the things, you know, identifying the radio station and sure. when to do it, so on and so forth. Um, and then they have an opportunity to come in. And as being someone that really didn't get any formal radio training before I jumped behind the microphone and the board, um, I'm kind of jealous. Yeah. <laughs> they get a little bit of a more stable start. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, it, you know, you can always do things better when you have someone who takes the time to show you how to properly do it instead sure. of you doing all the trial and error and making all the mistakes. And That's part of the fun, though, I think. Uh, it can be until your friends are, you know. Until it becomes, I heard that last night. Yeah, until it becomes cringeworthy sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's great. It, obviously, you're supporting a radio station. You're not only supporting um, the local community having access to information, but you're also supporting maybe some future radio broadcasters. Absolutely. Um, and so keep keep that in mind. Um, so everybody should buy tickets and show up. And, for the benefit and For the concerts. benefit, yeah. Absolutely. And then if you can't make it, you can still donate to the radio station anytime you feel like you want to. Yeah, you know... Radio is becoming very homogenized. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, even in Cumberland, and I have a lot of friends that work in radio in Cumberland, people that I've known before they got involved in radio. Um, and there's essentially two companies that own virtually every radio station in Cumberland. Right. And the music is being chosen by people from outside the area. Um, and it's, for the most part, computer generated. They yep. determine what they're going to play. They have playlists of maybe 300 songs or so in any given week. And it's not necessarily anything wrong with that. It, you know, if you like country, you know, the contemporary country music, then you're going to like what they're playing on the Wolf and FRB and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're looking for something a little bit different and your tastes run a little bit out of the mainstream, yeah. then you want to give us a listen. Yeah, know? absolutely. And you can you can still call you guys and make a request. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it's... We've got, you know, we'd like to get as many different people doing as many kind of shows as we can. Mm-hmm. If we have jazz, we don't want just one person playing all the jazz. Right. You want as many people in because they're all going to have a different take on jazz. Sure. And But it's always good when you can pick up the phone and go, hey, you know, really like this new stuff that you're playing, but I'd like to hear some Coltrane or I'd like sure, to hear yeah. some Miles Davis mm-hmm. or Monk or whatever. And the person goes, yeah, okay. We have it coming up next. Yeah. And that's pretty cool. And also yeah. you can... 
I enjoyed um, a very dear friend of mine, Bill Guthrie, who did the iReggae broadcast on sure. Wednesday nights on WFWM. So I uh, loved calling in and talk, chatting with Bill and requesting songs. And it opened up a whole, it opens up a whole world for people that don't necessarily know that specific type of music, which and happened to be reggae for me, but it could have been, it could have been anything sure. for anybody. So. And the fact is, is that when you talk to any of our DJs, you talk to Ken Heath about, well, you know, as you found out before this yeah. interview, you start talking to me about music and you're in trouble because it'll never get done. <laughs> um, and it's the same thing with all the, all the guys, you know, the folks that do shows on our program, they're sure. all very much into that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and probably a lot more beyond that. And so we're passionate about the, the stuff that we play. Um, there's a reason why we're playing it. Yeah. And it isn't necessarily just because that's what a lot of people said. Want they wanted to hear. To hear. Yeah, it's exactly. just, you know, we're going to hopefully curate the music for you. Nice. Well, uh, keep doing it. Then. Thank you. Um, and uh, thank you so much for coming and, and come back anytime you want. Really. Oh, well, thanks for giving me the chance. I appreciate it. Not a problem. For more information on what you've heard on today's show, be sure to head over to our website, and that is recordtechlisten.com. We have direct links so you can get your tickets to the benefit. Make sure to do that and don't miss out. And if always you can't get to the show, make sure you donate to wfwm.org. So we love to hear from you, the listener. Um, so get a hold of us. We love to uh, chat via Twitter, Facebook, or an old-fashioned email. So we're on Twitter at RTLpod. We're on Facebook at Facebook.com slash RecordTechListen. And an old-fashioned email always gets through, and that's RecordTechListen at gmail.com. Now, if you or someone you know would like to sponsor the show, get a hold of us, and we can make that dream happen for you. We have over a thousand downloads at least a week of the show. So just think about how much exposure you can get. And that's a worldwide audience. So make sure to get in contact with us if that sounds like something you and your business would like to do. So recordtechlisten at gmail.com. This has been another episode of Record Talk Listen, where I hit record, people talk, and hopefully you listen. Until next time, thank you so much. Mm-hmm.